0: You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia.
1: From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. A new study from the American Society of Criminology finds U.S. counties that are more religious, more Republican, and have unstable economies are more likely to impose the death penalty. Whitney Evans reports.
0: Researchers looked at a variety of factors that affect local decisions about imposing capital punishment. John EC is a criminology professor at American University, and he co-authored the paper.
1: In reality, the death penalty is happening at the local level. County-level prosecutors and other smaller districts are making these decisions
0: whether to pursue a case or not. Researchers found a strong link between religion, partisan politics, and high unemployment and the rate at which counties use the death penalty. Capital punishment reached a century peak after it was reinstated in 1977, rapidly declining starting in 1991. Robert Dunham with the Death Penalty Information Center says that's because murder rates have fallen and so has support among every demographic.
1: It's now absolutely clear that the death penalty not only risks that an innocent person will be convicted and sentenced to death uh, and will be executed, but uh, it's clear now that that definitely has occurred.
0: Virginia is set to abolish the death penalty starting this year. Whitney Evans, VPM News.
1: Governor Ralph Northam unveiled a new initiative yesterday to help Virginia students get access to financial aid for college. It pairs students with advisors for virtual one-on-one sessions to fill out the free application for federal student aid, or FAFSA. During the pandemic, Northam's office says applications have dropped statewide by nearly 10 percent. It's even higher for schools with high concentrations of low-income students. State officials highlight that some high school seniors have lost access to the resources they need to apply for this aid as they move to virtual classes. Families interested in registering can do so at virginiacan.org. fafsa Richmond City Council is looking to rezone properties along Broad Street in the West End for transit-oriented development. As Roberta Roldan reports, that could mean higher density and less parking. City Council approved a resolution to start the rezoning process. It was sponsored by Councilmember Andreas Addison, who represents parts of the Museum District and the West End. Addison says he wants to change the zoning from General Business District to bring in more housing options.
0: People were asking during a lot of the candidate forums, what can the First District do about affordable housing? Where are we helping this need for our city residents? And I said... Maybe we're not doing enough, but we have opportunity, and I think that's along Broad Street.
1: With new development popping up in nearby Henrico County, Madison says the rezoning change could also help encourage similar projects in Richmond. Under the proposed zoning, developments would have lower parking requirements and a maximum of 12 stories. The official zoning changes will need to be approved by the Richmond Planning Commission and voted on again by city council. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. As Richmond City Council finalizes the 2022 budget, the city's public housing authority is asking for help getting a development off the ground. Richmond Redevelopment and Public Housing Authority will tear down Creighton Court this fall, and the agency is asking City Hall for $6.8 million to make infrastructure improvements ahead of construction. Councilwoman Stephanie Lynch says the budget is tight because of the pandemic, but this project is important.
0: It's not going to be a fun or easy process. We're really going to have to dig in deep. But we need to find the funding.
1: When suggested the city could also tap federal money from the COVID relief bill. A number of Richmond-based advocacy groups are coming together to call for action on the city's housing and eviction crisis. The coalition released a series of policies yesterday that they say would make affordable housing available to more people in the area. Patrick Larson has
0: more. Richmond's housing and eviction crisis has gained national attention in recent years, with the second-highest eviction rate in the U.S. for much of the last decade. Now, the Partnership for Smarter Growth, the Virginia Poverty Law Center, and Richmond for All are forming a coalition to advocate for policy solutions to that crisis. They say the city needs to adopt new zoning policies for affordable housing, then update their master plans to reflect goals to build more of it. The group is also calling for reforms to Richmond's public housing authority. They say tenants don't get enough say in development and planning processes. Patrick Larson, VPM News.
1: And an update on the latest Virginia coronavirus news. The number of people diagnosed with COVID-19 has continued to go down since the new year as vaccines have become more available. Some parts of Virginia have moved into Phase 1C in vaccination efforts. According to the State Department of Health, more than 24% of Virginians have received at least one dose, while nearly 1.2 million are fully vaccinated. Governor Ralph Northam is expected to give an update on the state's re- Governor Ralph Northam is expected to give an update on the state's response. To- Governor Ralph Northam is expected to give an update on the state's response to the pandemic. It will be broadcast today at 2 p.m. on VPM's Facebook page, Twitter, and YouTube channel. This is VPM News.
0: This newscast was recorded on
1: Monday, March 22nd at 8 p.m.
0: Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at myvpm.